Hi, I'm Cassandra. Welcome to another episode on the Luminous Star Podcast. Thank you guys and gals so much for joining me today or tonight, and I certainly hope you're doing well. I want to thank everybody in advance for his or her time. Please check that description box below for further details to the podcast. And remember, you can find me on the Luminous Star channel on YouTube. Thank you so much. All right. So, ever wonder why the narcissist claims to love you so much, yet they are very cruel? This is very often the theme or one of the themes of the narcissist relationship. The theme of the relationship is what's actually going on in the relationship. Not so much what's being said, but what's being done. So the narcissist is pulling all types of shenanigans, yet they continue to claim that they love you. This, uh, you know, this is often a wash and repeat type of thing. Wash, rinse, and repeat. Okay, so they apply this tactic over and over to maintain control. You may be wondering, why do they do this? Why does the narcissist seem to be on autopilot? Especially when it comes down to how they're being cruel to those that they claim that they love. Well, the narcissist, a long time ago, perhaps has made a secret vow to not love anyone anymore for any reason. They have imaginary contracts. The terms of those contracts can be quite unreasonable. Damn near impossible, right? But how do you know to look for the fine print or the clause in a contract when you don't even know it exists? The narcissist likes it this way because that helps them to maintain control. Not only of your mind, but of the relationship. Make no mistake, narcissists often break hearts because that helps them to maintain control. Ever wonder why narcissists recycle all of their romantic relationships? Well, that's why. Because it helps them to maintain control. As long as they think that they can control certain exes, the narcissist will return to him or her over and over. Wash, rinse, and repeat. And now, as disgusting as disgusting as that may sound when it comes down to the narcissist relationships, romantic relationships, that is, well, you have to remember the narcissist, at the end of the day, their main objective is what? Source supply by any means necessary. So when they're in 30 third party situations, right? I'm gonna really go in on that in this episode. Third party situations or situationships. This is the narcissist's favorite type of romantic relationship because they will never in their mentality or in their mind run out of supply how can they when they're hopping from one person to the next wash rinse and repeat (laughs) right well even though a lot of people are hurt in that relationship the narcissist does not really care about that see at the end of the day it's about the source supply narcissists often will prefer negative situations as long as they're getting supply so if they had a choice between positive loving caring situations or a situation where there's a lot of drama no they're going to pick the one with the drama why because they're going to get more supply from that we are comprised of energy when you consider your emotions start looking at your energy in motion So the narcissist is right there to take advantage of that. 
while your energy is in motion. The narcissist wants to cut that short. They want to intercept. So while you are in your feelings, they are in control. Think about that for a minute. The last time the narcissist said and or did something that got you pissed off, right? Because they cheated on you or you caught them red-handed or they tried to convince you or gaslight you into believing that you're the you're the crazy one, not them. They can never cheat on you, right? They can never do that to you. Yet you know what you know. You may even have witnesses. You may even have people who vouch for you. Yet the narcissist has no one who will vouch for him or her because they're guilty. Yet they're gaslighting you into believing that you're the crazy one. So this may piss you off. Remember, the narcissist is eating up that energy. That is energy. Your energy in motion. Whenever you are expressing your emotions, this is what that looks like. Your energy is in motion. So the narcissist continues to gain supply because of that negative attention. See, they don't mind the negative attention. They don't mind the drama. They don't, they don't mind that. Matter of fact, with some narcissists, the, be- the more the better. Because again, we're comprised of energy. So they're soaking up a lot of energy. The nar- See, but the narcissist is about that energy. As long as they can get a lot of energy, they can continue to thrive forward. They can continue to survive. You ever wonder why the narcissist seems to get stronger and stronger? While other people that they have harmed get weaker and weaker? Well, that is why. Because they're soaking and they're draining others of their energy bodies. They see, they can't take the energy body from anyone. But they can plug into those energy fields and extract what they need. So as they go from one person to the next, from situation to situation, from third party to third party, see, getting everybody bound or maybe that's not the word, getting everybody tied, right? Getting everybody connected in such a negative way. Just think of a cluster. You got that one circle in the middle and then there are the lines and more clusters, okay, or or pardon me, more bubbles or more circles connected. The narcissist likes to be right in the center of all of that. And And he or she has everyone else connected in such a negative way. And the narcissist is what? Sucking all that in. They're taking all that in. They have plugged into everyone around him or her, through him or her. Think about that for a minute. Imagine that cluster. The narcissist is the huge bubble or circle in the middle and all the other shapes or the other circles are connected to that one in the middle that's how the narcissist likes it the third party situation is the narcissist's favorite type of romantic relationship and sometimes that helps them to be far removed from the drama think about it they got Maybe a couple of people over here fighting for him or her. Fighting for their affections. The narcissist is smiling. They may have a few other people over there in another corner fighting for their affection. Going to bat for them. Never mind that the narcissist told a lie. He or she has convinced these other people going to bat for him or her that they are loyal. That they are truthful. That they are trustworthy. How does the narcissist ever manage that? 
boggles the mind. But guess what? The narcissist loves the third-party situation because that is where they get most of their supply. Okay, so just again, picture that cluster and that circle or that square or that triangle or whatever shape you, you like right in the middle and all of the other shapes are connected to that one in the middle. So think of the third-party situation just like that. So what, when you look at all those other shapes that are far away from the circle, what do they all have in common? They're all still connected to the circle in the middle or that shape in the middle. The narcissist in the middle of all of that drama, yet they seem far, you know, away from it. The narcissist is unscathed. They're whistling in the wind. They're walking through the park. See, the birds are chirping. The sun is shining on the narcissist while everybody else is fighting. They're stuck in the mud, in the pig pen, struggling for their very life. They're up to their neck in drama, perhaps karma. Think about it. The narcissist loves the third-party situation for these reasons alone. So the next time the narcissist tries to gaslight you into believing that it wasn't them or they had nothing to do with such and such or so-and-so, Just sit back and think about it real quick. Critically think about what's going on. Most of the time, you're going to be able to see the clues. See, when we're all up in our emotions when it comes to the narcissist, it's very hard to miss, pardon me, it's very hard to see the clues. It's very easy to miss the clues because we're emotionally emotionally invested. When one of the things that's going to help us is to learn how to emotionally detach from the narcissist if not the narcissistic relationship without disconnecting from ourself very often people lose themselves they get lost in the sauce of narcissist relationships so it's going to be a little bit more challenging for him or her to detach or to find the value in detaching or detachment from the narcissist relationship the narcissist is going to do what they have to do in order to get that source of life make no mistake But really, at the end of the day, emotional discipline is going to turn out to be your best friend. Especially when the narcissist is trying to gaslight you into believing that they're innocent. They're in the middle of all of this drama, yet they seem to be unscathed. Just picture that shape in the middle and all the other shapes connected to it. And there's your third-party situation in a narcissist relationship. Even people who are, uh, you know, not that close to the narcissist, yet they're still tied in a very dysfunctional way to the narcissist because the narcissist likes it that way. Now, I don't mean to make it sound like the narcissist has all this power and they're the great powerful Oz and they cannot be touched. No, absolutely not. Now, they will gaslight you perhaps into believing this, but this is a myth. Everyone can be reached. Okay? There is no one who is invincible or untouchable. The narcissist is the first person, perhaps, that will try to convince you otherwise about narcissists. That they're untouchable. They're invincible. BS. That's a bunch of malarkey. (laughs) Okay? Nah. That's one of their most fierce shenanigans that they will pull. And that is convincing you that they are untouchable. 
no one can stop them. Who's going to stop? Them? They may have in an argument. They may have even asked you that question. Who's going to stop me, boo? Right? <laughs> Who's going to stop me? Who? You? Uh-uh. Narcissists may even laugh sometimes because they already don't believe that you are capable of detaching when necessary. See, narcissists, now I want to tell you something else. Narcissists often seem to respect those who practice self-preservation. See, that gets a bad rap, though. A lot of people are accused, falsely accused, of being very selfish. When you have gone through narcissist relationships, sometimes you're going to have to come off that way. But you are really not that way. Let those people talk. That you're perhaps someone who's very selfish. Well, look at what you want. Look at what you've gone through. Look at the ordeal that you endured for a long time. Something has to give. You don't like being in third-party situations. Perhaps you're tired of all the drama that comes with it. What business is that of other people who are talking? What do they really know, right? But you know. Where are you going? How are you ensuring your overall well-being? How are you securing that? So when you are done with the third-party situation, please expect that. Sometimes that may happen. Some people may falsely accuse you of being very selfish, but you're practicing self-preservation. Some people may even falsely accuse you of being a narcissist. Isn't that something, right? But when you're done with the third-party situation and you're starting to take off the rose-colored glasses because you realize you're outgrowing those relationships, right? Just remember, the narcissist is not going to be on board They're not going to support you in your efforts to get out of that cluster. Okay. I was going to say that other word, that cluster F. I think you, you know where I'm going with that, right? They're not going to be on board. They're not going to help you get out of that because they want you entangled for life. Because that ensures their source supply and that makes them big and strong. You ever wonder why that circle or or pardon me, that circle or shape in the middle is larger than the rest? Because that's the powerhouse. That's the headquarters. That's the head honcho. The narcissist loves to be in the center of drama, yet unscathed. They love it. Isn't that the way third party situations are? You betcha. (laughs) You know, you're right. It is. So the narcissist likes to be right in the middle and the biggest one of all. Controlling the strings or imagine them like a puppet master and they're pulling the strings of the puppets. Narcissists love that. That's the third party situation if I've ever seen one. Okay, so just remember when you start to outgrow it and you're you're done with it, you're going to have to practice Emotional discipline, self-preservation, mindfulness. You're going to have to learn how to detach from that situation. First of all, emotionally, some of you cannot leave that relationship or perhaps you were in this situation and you couldn't leave right away. Physically, that is, you couldn't. But emotionally, that's where it starts. It starts in the mind, not the behind. So it starts inside, not outside. I challenge you to challenge yourself 
to make choices that will naturally or automatically bring about necessary change. You're not going to be able to do it all. So when you start to make choices that will bring about that change, you're going to start to see some results. But narcissist is not going to help you with that. So the third party situation, remember, the narcissist will keep that going for life. <laughs> Please trust and know that one. Believe that one. They will make they will make sure that they can milk that one for all it's worth. And start thinking about a network of third party situations and the narcissist at the head of it or in the middle of it. Just let that one sink in for a minute. Because very often the narcissist is salivating over that one. So it goes from one third party situation to a network of third party situations or third party situation ships. The narcissist loves that one. More so than just having one third party situation. When you think about it, the narcissist's ego is way too big to just have one third party situation. Don't you agree? Well, you know, that's debatable. But I say that their egos are way too big to just have one third-party situation. Nine out of ten chances, especially if they are older narcissists, they're going to have a network of third-party situations. Let me say that again. I got (laughs) tongue-tied. More than likely, if the narcissist is older, they're going to have a network of third-party situations because that supplies him or her for the rest of their life. Just picture a narcissist older. They're a vet at this point. They're a veteran in that game. Perhaps they're 40 plus years old. They're going to have a network of third party situations. They're getting older. They're no longer 20, right? They're not 18 anymore. Now they're getting towards the middle of their life. Just think about that for a minute. Some of you know narcissists like this. You ever wonder why they seem to walk away unscathed? Other people fighting for him or her? For instance, they may have told one person a lie and they turn around and they tell another person a lie nonetheless, but they tell them something else. And the next thing you know, those two people are at odds. Maybe it's a whole group of people. Again, there's your network. There's all of those people connected to that shape in the middle of the cluster. And the narcissist has everybody pulling for him or her or fighting for him or her or going to bat for him or her or they're doing something else for him or her. Yet the narcissist is sitting back pretty. The narcissist is sitting back just taking it all in. Perhaps this person is your mother, your father, your your grandparents or uh, someone else in your family. Perhaps this person is a boss, you know, your supervisor. Maybe this is is someone that you're in business with, yet you seem to be on the, I'll put it like this, you're on the shorter end of the stick of the business. See, they're soaking up all the money or the proceeds, but yet you're the one working the hardest. Ever, Ever wonder why that is? The narcissist likes to be right in the center of the drama, yet unscathed. This is their best analogy or this is their best scenario of a third party situation they're getting everything from everyone yet everybody is doing all the work they're getting bombarded with karma if not drama and the narcissist is sitting back see so 
third party situations for a narcissist is almost like I mean just the the best the best of the best and they will recycle their exes they don't want to because they don't like change so that's one of the best ways to maintain the third party situation is to continue to go from X to X to X to X to X. And the narcissist is soaking it all in. See, if they don't like change, they're not going to do what it takes to start fresh, to start new. They lack foresight. So they're not going to learn from those romantic situations. Oh no. Because in the eyes of the narcissist, they are the victim and everybody else is out to get him or her. They perhaps are paranoid. You ever heard that one? Your narcissist may have gaslit you into believing that they're the victim. Everybody is after them. Everybody's jealous of them. Everybody wants a piece of them. They're stretched thin. They got this. They got that. They have to do this or they have to do that for such and such. They're backed into a corner. You ever heard those stories from your narcissist? Some of you have. But that's part of that third party situation. They have to do that. So if they go and tell you one thing, pardon me, if they're telling you one thing, but they go and tell somebody else another, that keeps the third party situation hot and heavy. It keeps it active. Everybody's fighting with everybody else over who? That one narcissist. You ever wonder why that repeats itself? Because the narcissist sets it up that way. As long as they continue to tell lie after lie after lie after lie, and they continue this with everyone that they're involved with, well, there you go. The third-party situation network will not only be on, hot, and popping to the narcissist, that is, right? It's, it's going to continue to be active. But it will maintain for a long period of time. It will exist for a long period of time. And the narcissist will be right in the middle for a long period of time. And they're going to like that. Some of you already know some people in those types of third-party situations. And they have been in it for maybe five years, 10 years, 20 years, perhaps. And the narcissist is still taking it all in, still soaking it all up. So just remember, the narcissist, they love that third-party situation. As long as everybody else is fighting over him or her, they're happy about that. And they love to spread the misery. That's another thing that keeps that network going. The narcissist often is at the head of that network or right in the center of that network. It's almost like the narcissist is, is, is operating like a generator in that situation. But they are plugging in to everybody else's energy body around him or her and they are soaking it all in. They cannot snatch the energy body of anyone. Narcissists cannot take the energy body. They can extract from it. So this is very often why we are left drained or feeling drained after we deal with him or her. Sometimes there's a there's a, a, a push and pull type of situation going on in the third party situation. The narcissist may pull you in only to seem, on the other hand, to throw you away or shut you out. Or throw the baby out with the bathwater. That push and pull. The cat and mouse games. The um, the, the one-upmanships. The fierce competition. See, the narcissists love to do this in their third-party situation network. They love to keep this going. 
And before you know it, everybody else has adopted those types of behaviors. You ever heard that expression? Be careful of the company you keep. You start to act like the people that you're spending the most most time with. Right? A lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 when you start spending a lot of time with a narcissist, before you know it, you can start to see some of those behaviors in yourself. And I'm not judging here. I'm just pointing something out. See, the narcissist will have other people. This is all. This is often why they have a lot of not only uh, enablers in the network, but they have those that they can recruit to play the dysfunctional role of flying monkey. So when somebody in that network gets out of line, the narcissist may perceive that as a slight. In other words, they may perceive that person as a threat to their false self-images. From that of a martyr to a saint to a victim, narcissists will often see themselves as victims or being able to convince everybody else in the network, the third-party situation network, that they are a victim. The narcissist is a victim, right? But that's far from the truth. The narcissist loves or they pride themselves on being able to pull that one, to be able to pull that shenanigan, to gaslight other bad, ba- everybody else in the network that they are, the narcissist that is, is the victim. You ever wonder why sometimes they get other people to apologize to him or her when actually they're the ones that ought to be apologizing? Or, or maybe um, reconciliation, if not reconciliation, at least peacemaking is in order. The narcissists often don't want to make the peace. They want to keep the drama going. Because once they start making peace with everybody, guess what happens to that third party situation network? It gets shut down. Before you know it, the narcissist, or before the narcissist knows it, They're not going to have a third party situation network anymore because they're making peace with everybody. They're apologizing. They're taking responsibility for their actions, their behavior. Picture that one. (laughs) So immediately the network gets shut down. It goes out of business. It stops operating. The lights get turned off. So the narcissist never wants that to happen. They want the power to continue to stay on. Just picture a huge, big plant. And the lights are always on there. The the plant is always generating. It's operating all the time. The narcissist is like that. The third party situation network is like that. It's always buzzing. It's always on. It's always active. If the narcissist starts to take responsibility for their own actions and they start making peace with everyone, they start making atonement. See, atonement must come before reconciliation. Atonement must come before the reconciliation. Narcissists often like to sweep the atonement right up under the rug. They try to avoid the atonement. Why? Because that entails them looking in the mirror, taking responsibility for their own buckery. Okay? Their own BS. They have to take responsibility for it and they have to start apologizing, perhaps even asking people for forgiveness. But the narcissists, no, their egos are too large. They're not going to do that. So the network, the third party situation networks continues to buzz and it stays on all the time and it continues to power, okay, or, or be powered up. So the narcissists, when they start to apologize and taking full responsibility for what they have done or what they have put into motion in those third party situations, then the network dies. The network is unplugged. The network powers down 
it cannot continue to operate. Tool number one, remember your life has purpose. Okay, remember that the, the narcissist is not, especially in these third party situations, the narcissist may even have you feeling and thinking you cannot contribute to anything else in your life, that your sole mission is to please him or her. Don't believe that. Okay, don't believe it. Your life has purpose. You were not born to please a narcissist. Tool number two, make sure that you navigate and build your own support base. So if you want any type of power network for yourself and you're the head of it, let that be your support base. The third party situation network is not going to leave you empowered. It's going to do the opposite because you're one of the people in that network that is being used like a pawn. Okay, you're being maneuvered on the on the chessboard or the game board by the narcissist. Remember that. And I'm not saying that to put you down. I'm speaking from experience. Just think about how the third party situations work. Who's in power? The people who are trying to please the narcissist or the narcissist? Tool number three. Start to challenge yourself to make choices that will naturally bring about necessary change. That way you're focused on thriving forward, ensuring your own overall well-being. I certainly hope you guys have gotten something out of this episode. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other.